We here at Super Bowl Podcast want to wish a happy birthday on April 6th to Antoine Archie from PWA. Happy birthday, buddy. And then from there, let's get this show started. This is the Sleeper Hold Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sleeper Hole Podcast, where there's no disqualification on topics and falls count anywhere. I am your host, Priest, and would you believe it, we are at the one-year anniversary mark of the Sleeper Hole Podcast. That's right, April 4th marks our one-year anniversary. This is the first episode of the new year. I am so excited. I think the only thing that could make me more excited than this would be when we do hit that 100th episode, and we will have something very special for that episode. Mark my words. But guys, one year. We have made it to the one-year mark. Everybody always looks forward to that because that is really the big first milestone for you when you think about it for a business or anything of the sort. So... What are we going to do for the one-year episode? Well, we're not going to do an actual series episode. I want to make this one just be a little special, heartfelt, from me to all my fallen angels, to all my listeners, fans, to everybody who does hear this podcast. So, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the stuff that's gone down recently, of course, since, you know, WrestleMania was this past Sunday. We also had the NXT TakeOver Dallas, which was a great show. And we're also going to talk about, you know, what has happened within the past year. Because I want to make sure I relish in those fond memories that we had a lot of great stuff happen. And then, of course, we can't just end it there. We've got to talk about what we are looking forward to in the next year. And also, I want to make sure that I have this opened up and have an open door type situation where you, the fans, the listeners... I want to hear from you more often. I want you guys to just speak out, say what you think, give me your suggestions, let your voice be heard. That is the important thing here. This is for you guys. You guys can express your voice. You guys can speak out. And just like my friend Alex, you never know, you may end up being part of the show. He was with the prediction panel for WrestleMania. So please... Definitely make sure this following year you let your voice be heard, but we're going to get to that. Let's first start off with that little order we have. We're going to talk about some of the recent stuff, like WrestleMania and NXT TakeOver Dallas. Then we're going to move on to the past, and then we'll talk about the future. So, without further ado, let's get ready to ring that bell and lock up in a collar and elbow and talk about the greatest stage of them all, WrestleMania. Alright, before we get over to actual WrestleMania, we've got to talk about the card that happened just before WrestleMania. That is NXT TakeOver Dallas. This was a really good card. Not everything happened the way I wanted, but you know what? I'm not the one in charge. 
It was still a good show, and I was entertained. So let me say right here, the first thing that happened was we had the American Alpha defeat the Revival for the NXT Tag Team Championship match. That was a pretty good match. It definitely had a lot of good high points and a lot of interesting things there. Gotta give credit to the guys. It was really good. We also had Austin Aries defeat Baron Corbin. And I think that almost seemed like it took a hit to Baron Corbin. But as we saw later on with WrestleMania, Baron Corbin wasn't going to go down so easily. So definitely an awesome thing there. And, you know, great way for Austin Aries to really make himself be seen. Shinsuke Nakamura. Okay, this guy had great entrance music. He he kind of was hard for me to get behind and everything else because he really kind of weirded me out. Don't know why, just something about him just didn't sit right with me. But he defeated Sami Zayn in a good match, and Sami gave him a heck of a fight. You know, Sami can't be ashamed of any of what happened there. Um, NXT Women's Championship match. My girl Bailey unfortunately did not retain her title. She lost to Asuka. You know, and it may be time for the title to change hands. As much as I hate to say it, um, because I again, Bailey's my girl. She's my number two girl. The only one that's above her is Natty. But, you know, maybe this is a sign that it's time for Bailey to move up to the big card, the WWE's main roster, and show them that a sweetheart girl like Bailey can easily become the new WWE Women's Champion and take that title from people like Charlotte. Now, we're going to get to something about that here in a little while. I know I'm jumping a little ahead, but we're going to get there. Don't worry. Last one I want to mention is Finn Balor defeated Samoa Joe in a heck of a match. First of all, Finn Balor came out in a unique entrance, unlike he normally does. And what I mean by that is he came out wielding the chainsaw. And, you know, it was one of those, I wasn't expecting that. I was more of, you know, having myself ready to do the whole arms up in the air and then bring him back down like he does on his usual entrance. Didn't quite get that moment. But, you know, I can't win them all, can't lose them all. It's all good because the thing is, Finn Balor busted up Samoa Joe. And on, I'm going to say about, not more than five occasions, but there's a pretty good amount of occasions, the referee had to hold the match, stop the match so that the medics could check on Samoa Joe and the cut to make sure it wasn't too deep and wasn't getting worse or anything like that. Needless to say, though, the demon prevailed and defeated Samoa Joe, making it where he retained the title. Finn Balor, congratulations. Good job. You know, same can be said for Asuka, America Alpha, Shinsuke, and for Ares. Good job, guys. Congratulations on your wins. As for those people who did not win, you gave it a heck of a fight. You gave us an incredible show. And there's always another attempt, another time. And that's the main thing I want to say here is NXT always gives us an incredible show. I don't think I've ever seen a show where I've been disappointed so far. And they really set the bar for what the WWE's greatest stage of them all, WrestleMania, would have to compete with thanks to the NXT match at NXT TakeOver Dallas. Now then, let's move on to WrestleMania 32, which was a heck of a good show as well. 
For those of you who have been keeping up with the podcast, and you know, either on Facebook, Twitter, or our website, thesleeperhole.com, you would have seen that there was a post out there, as well as it was reposted with a prediction episode of a little game card I made for the main event, or really actually the whole show, of WrestleMania, which had it where you could make your predictions, as well as some little fun side things. So we're going to go over that and have some fun with this. Now, granted, what I'm going to tell you is not going to be in the order of how the shows came out. It's pretty much probably going to be the order of how I had the card or game sheet, rather, made up. Because it's going to be easier for me just to go through that. Plus, there were so many great matches and so much to talk about. I definitely want to make sure that we talk about every little detail here. First of all, the one thing that it was, I believe, the second to last match in the whole night, but it was really a good match. There was the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Okay, I figured this was going to be early on, but they actually held it for later on, which is cool because we had a lot of neat things happen here. Of course, we had our 20 people that I had listed, but we also had people like Baron Corbin, who showed up there, Tatanka, Diamond Dallas Page, Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, you heard me right. The basketball player was actually in a WrestleMania match. Don't know why, but more likely not, he's going to be inducted into the celebrity wing, yada, yada, yada. But it was actually a good Andre the Giant battle royal. And, you know, Fandango went out first. I called that one. I liked it. Unfortunately, the guy I was going for, Damian Sandow, he did get kicked out second. But, you know, it was still a really good match. It really had a lot of flow to it. And Baron Corbin who had just lost a match on Friday, came in, he cleaned house, he played the game right, he made sure to watch his spots, and he ended up being victorious after throwing out the second-to-last person in that ring, which was Kane. So Baron Corbin is your official third annual Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal Champion. Congratulations to Baron Corbin. He's definitely making a name for himself, and he even made more of a name for himself that following night on Monday Night Raw, which if you hadn't seen it, go check out the highlights. It's worth it. It was really good. We also had the 5-on-5 Divas Tag Team match, where it was Team Total Divas versus Team Bad and Blondes, and that was actually not a bad match. It turned out really good. I think all the girls did a great job. You know, I, I really only saw a few things that seemed kind of eh or like with moments but overall they did a really good job I really did enjoy it and you know I can't take anything away from the girls the women have stepped up beyond any expectations they honestly I think a few of the guys could learn some things from these women that's how good they're doing right now that's how great they're division is growing. It's it's so explosive because it just keeps getting better and better each and every match and each and every story. They know how to keep the momentum going and that's something that you need to do. And let me just say this for every woman on the roster, you've got it. You have made this work so beautifully. You should be proud of yourself. Whether or not you have a lot of fans, a few fans, whether or not I am or am not a fan of yours, it's the facts, Jack. You got it. And be proud of yourself because you women are taking this whole thing to a whole new level. 
I cannot wait for that pay-per-view to come where you, any of you women, are the very last match on the card. You are the exact definition of the main event because I see that coming very soon. Now, on to that five-on-five. Team Total Divas did win. Each person in that match got a chance to do their finishing-like move. Um, Lana also... Wow, looked really good in her outfit. I'm not going to deny that. That attire looked really good on her. Um, But the decisive part of this whole thing was that Brie did a very unique style and basically modified a follow-through to the Yes Lock. Something that she hadn't done before, but I think she needs to keep that in her uh, arsenal, keep that in her moveset, because it was really smooth. It looked really beautiful. And so she won by submission. Um, I believe she made Naomi tap out. But the good part was not only did all the Team Total Divas celebrate with Brie, but Brie's sister, Nikki Bella, came out, even though she had a neck brace, she came out to celebrate with her sister for the big win at WrestleMania. Kalisto, actually, he retained his title against Ryback, which was a great thing. Um... Both of them put on a heck of a great match. Both of them looked really sharp. And I was surprised. You know, Ryback, the only thing that he did that was could have been considered heelish is just that he tried to get into the mind of Kalisto by saying, you know, you're a little guy, I'm a big guy, and overpowering Kalisto a lot. But honestly, Ryback played a very clean match there, which was surprising to me because I was thinking that he was going to go full-on heel. But he kept it clean. Good job, Ryback. You just got out-tricked by Kalisto with the Salino Del Sol at the very end there, but both of you guys gave a great match. Another great match was the Usos versus the Dudley Boys. The Usos won that one. They did a great job. Um, no tables were involved until after the match, when after the Usos won, the Dudleys tried to jump them and bring out tables, and the Usos turned the tables on them, per se, if you want to pardon the pun, because they laid out the Dudleys and then did a almost like a frog splash from the top and, you know, put them both through the tables, which, it was pretty awesome. It was very synchronized and everything else. They tried it again on Monday Night Raw, it didn't work, and the Dudleys end up winning a tables match. Again, you can see that, though, by checking that stuff out if you want on www.com. Jericho defeated AJ Styles. That was a great match. Um, I was the underdog out of the people in our prediction team because everybody else wanted AJ to win. I was sticking with my boy, Y2J, and he actually pulled off. It looked like he wasn't going to for a while there because they were going back and forth. It was really a tough match. But when AJ went for that springboard off of the ropes, Jericho caught him just right and gave him the code breaker. And I'm telling you, that's all it takes is that split second, and you will lose to the Ayatollah of Rock and Rolla. Now, Divas Championship. This was a good match. I really enjoyed this. Now, granted, this is one thing I always have to say about the WWE Network, is when there's a lot of people watching like there would be with the WrestleMania matches, you do kind of have a streaming and buffering issue, which I had a few of those here and there. But with everything that I did get to see and then see again later on, wow, what a match. Like, again, these women, they are taken to a whole new level. The only thing that I have for criticism is actually not with the match, but for the entrances. You know, it was cool that Sasha had her cousin Snoop doing part of her entrance, as well as the one girl, I can't remember what her name is right off the top of my head, 
But when you can hear Sasha's regular music play in the background, and then the girl who sings her song trying to sing over top of her own voice, it really seemed like a subpar live event. Because I could hear the girl on the mic, but I could also hear her recorded voice on the entrance. They should have found a way to do it more live so you don't have that. I felt like they just didn't want to invest much into the women, and that's a real shame. It really is. Besides that, though, really good match. I was going for Bex, but she unfortunately didn't get it. Um, Ric Flair, of course, did get involved. We all knew he was going to, but he got involved three different times. And um, Charlotte did win by putting Becky through the uh, figure eight. Uh, Sasha was trying to come in to break the hold, and that's when Ric Flair last got involved, was to hold off Sasha. And it was kind of cool, though, because before all that happened, Lita, she actually announced that the title was going to be renamed and changed to the Women's Championship, and they actually had the belt already there. And it looks very much like the WWE World Heavyweight belt, except for it's got a red background instead, and I believe the belt is white leather instead of black, which is beautiful. I, I prefer the white leather anyway. Um... It really looks good. Now, don't get me wrong. I like the Divas style with the whole butterfly look and everything else. I kind of wish that if I was running a business again, I could make something like that, but more with the angel wings since that's my whole thing. But when it comes to the WWE, I like the fact that they made that women's title very close and looking like the men's top-tier title because that shows you that they are now acknowledging how prestigious and how elevated these women are becoming, that they deserve as much credibility and respect as the men have throughout all these years. So, good job WWE. Beautiful belt. Great match, even though it didn't end the way I wanted to, but you know, it's gonna, whatever happens, happens. Uh, League of Nations did defeat the New Day. It was a non-title match. Um, they won it by the strength in numbers again because Wade Barrett used the bull hammer when the referee wasn't looking and basically knocked out, I believe it was Woods, um, which caused the whole match. It may have been... Co- I don't remember who it was. I just remember watching it. It was, it was one of the matches that was very laggy for me at the time. Um, Francesca, too, did survive. And I, I loved... The New Day's entrance. It was very creative for WrestleMania. They came out of a big box of bootios. And they came out looking like Super Saiyans from Dragon Ball Z. So that was pretty clever too. I gotta give them props. Now the really cool part about this was League of Nations then decided to run their mouth that no trio could defeat them. And what did that lead to? That led to Shawn Michaels, which we all knew was probably going to be there because he's Mr. WrestleMania. Mick Foley and Stone Cold Steve Austin all coming out and cleaning house with the new uh, the League of Nations before doing a little celebrity and then they also you know had fun with the new day including a stunner to Xavier Woods by Steve Austin so that was kind of fun um, IC Championship man I wish I would have gone with my gut when I made my predictions I should have but I didn't because this was an incredible incredible match. And yes, one ladder did get broken yet again, which seems to be a trend now for WrestleMania or any major ladder match. 
But we had right there that the first person to touch the belt was Zack Ryder. Uh, the first person to take a bump off the top of a ladder was The Miz. It wasn't like he fell off the ladder. It was like the ladder just fell with him. So it can be debated if it was considered a bump, but we're going to count it as a bump. Um, the cool part is, you know, I originally said Sami Zayn was going to do this because I figured they'd give him a big push. I should have stuck with my gut about my boy Zack Ryder because, you know, I'm a broski. I love Zack Ryder. Zack Ryder's awesome. And The Miz had climbed up to the top, was getting arrogant, and got shoved off, and Zack Ryder won the Intercontinental Championship. Very happy for my buddy Zack Ryder. It was not only a dream come true for him because he got to hear his music at a WrestleMania show, but he got to actually win a IC title, which was what in- inspired him is when he was with a picture of with him and Razor Ramon when Razor Ramon had his IC title. You gotta love that stuff. Um, Monday came, and Miz kind of... Miz played a great card. I, I have to give it to him. He got in the face of Zack's dad. Zack's dad retaliated by shoving him, and then Miz's wife came to fight with Zack's dad, which caused a big distraction for Zack Ryder. Miz took advantage of that and stole the icy title away from the fingertips of Zack Ryder. Um... Tomorrow, Zach is gonna revoke. Uh, is gonna invoke his um, rematch clause. Good job. I hope Zach Ryder gets it. I'm actually hoping that this carries on to the next pay per view because honestly, this is gonna be a good feud if they do this right, especially with the Miz's wife and Zach's dad. I could see this being really hot and really a big thing to elevate that icy title the way it should be. So, looking forward to tomorrow. Enough to say about that right there. Um, Dean Ambrose and Brock Lesnar, that street fight, that didn't go as long as I was hoping for, and it didn't go as brutal as I was hoping for. You know, I was expecting at least 15 suplexes and 8 weapons. I got close. I got close. But it didn't quite go that way. Um, Lesnar delivered 13 uh, suplexes. They weren't all belly-to-back. They were all weren't, you know... Belly to belly or T-bone. I mean, they were a variation of them, which originally I was expecting us to just have nothing but belly to backs or belly to bellies because that's what Lesnar does the best. But 13 brutal, monstrous suplexes from the beast. Um, Dean did get six different foreign objects during his match. He didn't use them all, but he did get six of them, including a time where he kind of, sort of had like a make-out session with Barbie, the barbed wire baseball bat from Mick Foley. So that was kind of a interesting thing there. Um, Lesnar did come out on top. You know, he did deliver an F5 and pin Dean Ambrose. So Lesnar, the Beast, did have his WrestleMania win there. Kind of stinks because I was really rooting for my boy Ambrose, but it is what it is. I'm sure it's not going to be the last we see of these two going back and forth. They give us a great match. They they have great chemistry against each other. I like it. Um, World Heavyweight Championship, Roman Reigns and Triple H. I know a lot of people did not like that match. I liked it. It, it, it was slow. It did take a bit. But it was a very good match. Um, 
there was interference with Stephanie McMahon. Stephanie looked pretty good. I'm just going to say it right now. She didn't look as good as some of her other costumes, but she still looked pretty good in, in there. The match did easily go over 20 minutes. And I think the thing that a lot of people liked is that we actually got to see Roman spear Stephanie McMahon. That was cool. Let's be honest. Um, Roman did win that. Congratulations, Roman Reigns. Uh, now we have a number one contender out of AJ Styles, thanks to yes, uh, Monday night's uh, matches. And let's get to the last one here of the card, and then we're going to get moving to the next topic. But then this one was the important one to me. It was the Hell in a Cell, Shane McMahon versus The Undertaker. I really thought Shane O'Mac was going to take this. Um, surprisingly enough, there was no interference. Uh, surprisingly enough, there was no blood. I, I really was shocked on this. But Shane did actually do a suicide dive off the top of the cell onto an announcer's table. I really did not expect Shane to do that. I, I really didn't. It shocked me. I figured with him not having three boys and being in his 40s, he was not going to be that crazy. Well, it's Shane O'Mac. I should have known better. The, the biggest part, though, was... Shane and Undertaker went back and forth for quite a while. It was very impressive that they could hold up to each other and and really stand to each other's level and carry it forward. Shane did it coast-to-coast. Undertaker stayed out of it. Um, Shane dealt with a lot of harsh beatings from The Undertaker and survived it. It came down to, you know, even though Shane kept taunting The Undertaker of bring it, come on, give me what you got, at the very end, you know, Shane did that. Undertaker gave him a little pat on the cheek, which, in my opinion, was, you know, people say oh, it was a mocking pat. I think it was a, a pat of respect because Undertaker realized that Shane truly has the chutzpah, the, the gusto, the, whatever you want to call it, to stand up to the phenom. So he did that out of respect before putting Shane, quote unquote, out of his misery and winning the match. Now, if you were ever paying attention, and if you had didn't go watch this again, when Undertaker was walking up the ramp, uh, up the ramp leading to the back, you know, when he was leaving the Hell in a Cell area, he looks back, and Undertaker doesn't break character easily, but you see him smile. You see him give that little smile, and something tells me that ultimately Undertaker really respected that match, respected Shane McMahon. And just really felt good about how everything went. Granted, you know, I think that Shane should have won it. But the good part is Monday night came. And arrogant Vince McMahon did say Shane has control for that one night to see how he does. To see if he deserves to actually take over Monday Night Raw. What will Vince say about that? Well, we probably won't know until tomorrow with SmackDown. But we're going to find out. And I'm looking forward to it. I don't know about you guys, but I really am. So, there's your big stuff that happened this past weekend. That's your whole WrestleMania goodies and also NXT TakeOver. Let's talk about the Sleeper Hole podcast, what's happened this past year, and what to expect for the next following year right now. Alright, people in Springfield, Illinois, listen up. And also for all of you who decide to come and visit Springfield at Illinois. If you're ever hungry, you want something that's quick and delicious and not just one of your typical run-of-the-mill burger joints like McDonald's and all that, 
go ahead and check out this place called P&P's Little Grill. If you want to try to find it, the best way you can is just remember to go on the corner of Sangamon and Peoria Road. Look for the Thornton's Gas Station. And it'll be right next to it. It's this little white building. It's called P&P's Little Grill. Or Lil Grill, rather. And let me tell you, I've had so many different things from there just trying out for their food. It's all good. But if you ask me what my favorite is, their burgers are great. Especially the one I just had recently. It was a nice Chuck burger. It had hash brown and egg on it. It was incredible. And of course, the melted cheese. You gotta have cheese on it. I don't care who you are. Cheese is always the best. And then, of course, like I said, they got good fries. They have a little fillies. Those fillies are great with that place. So, if you're ever ready to go to a wrestling show in Springfield, or you're just living around the area and you want something good to eat, go to PMP's Little Grill and check this out. Make sure you're paying attention to this. This is the important part. You go there and you tell them that Priest from the Sleeper Hole podcast sent you, and you're going to get. 10% off your order. You heard me right. You just mentioned my name, Priest, and the Sleeper Hold podcast, and you're going to get 10% off your order. Again, PMP's Little Grill off the corner of Sangamon and Peoria Road, right next to Thornton's, right across the street from Walgreens. Check them out. It is going to be worth it, I promise you, and you will be thanking me. If you're not thanking me, your stomach and your tongue will. I can promise that. This past year has been incredible for the Sleeper Hole Podcast. And first of all, we had the Eras series, where we talked about the different eras of the WWE, WCW, ECW. It was a great little series. Um, and it's funny because I actually sat down earlier today and listened to my very first episode when I was very green on doing this. And I'm not saying that I'm an expert now. Don't get me wrong. But you could tell the difference. You could hear the nervousness. You could hear the, I have a lot of expectations out of myself. I, I want to make sure I do this right. And oh my gosh, am I doing this right? And so on and so forth. Honestly, now I'm like, you know what? I'm, this is my show. I'm having fun. I'm enjoying it. And I know how to talk to you guys. I know how to f- have fun with this. If I mess up, I mess up. I'm going to make sure I don't stammer and s- you know, mess up all the time like I do just there. I, I may have a few issues here and there and everything else, but that's what makes it so unique. I don't sit there and try to be a perfectionist. Um, also, after the era series, let's see here. We had a little break there, and we did one that I thought was really kind of fun. It's one that I actually had a good laugh with. It was when superstars go to Hollywood. This is one where I actually sat down and looked up all sorts of movies that had wrestlers in them. And it gave me a good laugh, because some of these things, I was like, I have to go see these again. Or, I've never seen this before. I have to check this out. Still one of my favorite episodes. Then after that, we did the Behind the Curtain series. We kicked off by talking to Mickey Thomas. That was a lot of fun. You know, like paying your dues and setting up and taking care of the ring, everything like that. We followed that one with a Women in Wrestling series. Still a great one because you got to give props to the women in wrestling. Like I said, they really have taken this to a whole new level. They are innovative. They are incredible. So that was a great series right there. Last series that we did before the end of the 
first year of Sleeper Hole Podcast was the Hall of Fame series. That was, you know, just before WrestleMania. We had a lot of good stuff with that. So I, I kind of like that one. I've also noticed that as time has progressed, we have gotten our shows a little bit longer. We have had a little bit more fun with them. No, no, you know, they're not consistent. I, I, I do apologize for that for some of you guys. I know some people do like consistency. Oh, it has to be half an hour, or oh, it has to be an hour, or it has to be this, that. I, I just go with what I go with. I try to make sure I give you guys anywhere between 30 to 45 minutes. Sometimes I go over. I know I do. I'm a guilty person for that. But I want to make sure I give you guys a good episode every time. So that's just how it is. And you would you notice that change and transition here. Um, let's see here. What other things did we do last this past year? I mean, this has been a lot of fun. We we talked about local shows. You know, we talked about Pinfall Wrestling Association. We've really been closely tied with them. We did do Central Illinois Pro Wrestling. I do plan on going back and reviewing a few of their shows. We actually are. You know, we did a lot of reviews with their stuff. We um, we actually interviewed some local talent, especially when it came to retirements or whatnot. We also uh, reviewed the PWA Awards Ceremony. These are things that were a lot of fun. These are things that I plan on doing again. So don't be surprised if more of these happen. Uh, we reviewed the WWE shows and the pay-per-views. Again, that's probably going to happen more often again. I know it's kind of fallen back a little bit. But it's because I prefer to talk to you guys about these during these different podcast episodes. But more likely, we're going to start having those being posted and written up again, because those are a lot of fun to do. And I do like to mess with those and get you guys some good humor. Uh, we talked about the King of the Ring special, um, the Elimination Chamber special, two of my favorite events. Um, we talked about some of the gossip in wrestling, you know, the possible lawsuits that the WWE was going to have to face. We talked about Hogan's issues. We even went from having me make posts about predictions for the main supercards, or whatever you want to call them, the pay-per-view events, to now we actually have a prediction panel. That, to that to me, is my, one of my favorite things. I love doing these little episodes here and there, but to pr- have the prediction panel, that's just that's phenomenal. Let me tell you here right now. Sorry, I don't know who I'm trying to impersonate there. It just sounded like a funny voice to do at the time. But you get guests, and they're either wrestlers or they're talent from wrestling businesses or they're fans, or like we had with my buddy Alex Sherman, who is a fallen angel, a.k.a. fan of the Sleeper Hole podcast, who listens to our show, is an awesome guy. I had a lot of great fun talking to him, not only during the prediction thing, but in between with other conversations. And I got to bring my fans into the prediction thing. And that's one thing that really was a mark of pride for me. So, Alex, you gave me a great honor by being my guest. And I look forward to having many other listeners ask to, for that chance or offer or talk to me or whatever. Because the more you interact with me, the more I'll interact back with you guys, and the chances are you're going to be on an episode. And if it's not that you want to be on a prediction thing, but hey, maybe you're somebody who used to work for WCW, you used to work for ECW or whatever, and you want to share some of those stories, I'm your guy. I want to talk about it because I love that stuff, and I can definitely make a fun episode on that thing. Uh, we also had a lot of cross-promotions and stuff. You know, we have... Uh, P&P's Little Grill for those people who live in the Springfield, Illinois area. 
You know, I just heard their episode, or commercial rather, and again, great food, love their food. So, we had a lot of great stuff with that. Um, we, again, had some fan interactions, and we had some different posts made to get you guys going on. And the most recent fun thing we did was that pay-per-view game sheet, which, honestly, I was thinking only doing it for WrestleMania, but if it becomes something that people did enjoy, I might make it for other pay-per-views and just really have fun with it, because it was really kind of good to use for the prediction panel, let alone the fact that I'm sure other people downloaded it and played with it too, so who knows. But this is what we had for this past year, and this is what you can expect for the future year, as well as a whole lot more. And we're going to talk about all that you can expect for the next year of Sleeper Hole Podcast right this moment in just a second after this quick little message. Alright guys, listen up. If you are in the 217 area and you want to have the inside scoop on local artists, professionals, or anything else great going on in the Springfield, Illinois area, do I have a podcast for you. My buddy, Jeremy Bailey, with Lincoln Legends, is the place to go. He is always getting the inside scoop, has a lot of great information, and it's always entertaining to check out his stuff. He even does video blogs as well as the podcast. This guy, he is incredible with what he does. And it's, like I said, it's always entertaining. I look forward to watching this stuff myself and listening in. But let me also say this. If you are a person who does have a profession or has a passion or a pulse that you want to make heard throughout the central Illinois area, definitely Get a hold of Lincoln Legends. They would love to hear from you, and they would love to showcase you and help you build your business and make yourself grow. Again, my buddy Jeremy Bailey helps run this thing. He is an incredible guy. Hats off to him. You would not go wrong talking to this guy and checking out his stuff. Again, that's Lincoln Legends. Google it. Check it on Facebook. Watch a little bit of it, listen in, you won't be disappointed. So what's in store for year number two for the Sleeper Hole podcast? Well, we're going to have more series, of course. We can't go without those. Um, We definitely are going to have one series that I'm looking forward to, which I'm calling the Shades of Grey to kind of mock Fifty Shades Grey. This is going to be when we talk about some controversial stuff. That's right, we're going to get into some nitty-gritty things that y'all may not like or you may enjoy. I don't know, but it's. I definitely think that with my wrestling friends, I'm going to get some heat for it because it's going to be kind of some risque type things to talk about, things that usually go hush-hush, but I feel that you, the fans, deserve to know. Um... We may still have some silly little bonus things like that. Some superstars go to Hollywood thing. God, that was so much fun. I still love that one. I'm definitely going to have... This is one that I've been looking and working on. Is We're going to have some special episodes with local talent. Or talent that are in the independent circuit. So you can hear their stories. Um, they're going to be definitely ones that we're going to have out there. I hope that you guys really enjoy them. And we'll definitely make sure that you guys get to hear their whole story. I want to make sure that we don't just talk about 
their careers as a wrestler. Because some of the guys I'm going to be talking to have been like me. They've been in training. They've done shows. They've worked in the back. They've paid their dues. We're going to make sure you get to have a full understanding of what goes on. That's the beauty of this. We're still going to review local shows. We're still going to have little special things about different shows, like the awards ceremony that PWA did. If they do that again, we might be there. Or if there's any other type of special thing to promote, we're going to be having fun with that. Um, Like I said, we're more likely going to go back to reviewing the WWE shows, and of course we'll always review their pay-per-views as best as we can. So we're going to make sure we have that stuff for you. Um, If there's more gossip or dirt that really strikes our fancy, we will talk about those. The one thing I definitely want to do, though, is I want and this is where you guys come in. I want to work with you, my fans. I want your interaction. I want your discussions. If you have something you want to talk about, if you have a topic you want to throw out there, you let me know. You get a hold of me on Twitter, Facebook. You leave a message on my website, thesleeperhole.com. You let me know, and we will make it happen. We will do what we can to make it work. Or if it's even a simple thing of, like, you want to be on the show. Or you're like, hey, priest, I have a question for you. And you throw me that question. Guess what? It's going to be on the show. I will make sure to do my best to find that answer for you. You guys are important to me. You guys are you guys are my fans. And my fans are the most important thing to me. Because besides I'm doing this because I enjoy it and because I love it, I do it because I love to entertain if I had better knees, I would actually be in that squared circle, even though my wife would probably try to kill me for it. But the fact of the matter is, I physically am not in best health condition to this, so this is what I do for you guys, to interact with you guys. And I love it. Love it, love it, love it. So, again, let's make sure we have a good time with this. Let's do a, have a blast. And you guys can interact with me in any way. Um, also, you know, like I mentioned before, next month I will be actually at a Raw show. I'm hoping to find a way to get a little extra access or something so I can talk to some of the superstars or ask them a few quick questions. If I can't, great. If I can't, well, c'est la vie. But, you know, if there's somebody out there who works with the WWE that's hearing this and wants to, uh help a guy out. I would be thrilled to have that as a special episode for my fans and myself with the Sleeper Hole podcast of meeting those wrestlers when it comes to May May 2nd at St. Louis, Missouri. And we're going to definitely have a good time. I already know I'm going to be wearing my my natty shirt. Um, My wife's going to be wearing her Neville shirt. And our service dog for my wife, Pepper, she's going to be wearing my Bailey shirt because, well, it says I'm a hugger, and Pepper's more of a kisser. She loves to give you licks, but, you know, she's a very affectionate puppy, so I think it fits her perfectly. But this is going to be a great thing. We're going to be doing a lot of fun stuff, and that's another thing is I want to get to know you guys. Like I said, I got to know my buddy Alex. If you have anything you want to talk about, if you have anything that you want to bring up, talk to me. I'm here for you guys. If you have an idea for another series, and besides like the one I just said about the Shades of Grey or something that you want to hear about, let me know. But overall, we're going to make t- this next year, year two, be 
a blast. I cannot tell you all the details. I have a lot of stuff written down in my notes here, but it is going to be great. I am, I, I'm excited. This is going to be incredible. If you thought year one was fun, buckle up, because year two is going to be even more phenomenal. All right, guys, well, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the Sleeper Hole Podcast. I am looking forward to year two. I really do hope that you're looking forward to it as much as I am, but you know what? It's going to be a blast one way or the other. I am out of here. I will see you guys in two weeks. Stay safe. Thank you for listening to the Sleeper Hole Podcast. Don't forget to visit our website at thesleeperhole.com, comment on episodes, read our blog, find information about our quarterly charity, and more. See you next week.